What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another jam-packed adventure here on the PlayStation Drive number 84. My name's Matt, and I'll be your lead driver for this wonderful Adventures events. I'm joined, as always, by the Supreme Court of Canada himself, Mr. Court Lalonde with Subcourt. Hey, buddy. Hi, Doen. You know, YouTube doesn't like me today, but we'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. We're back. It's a new We're year. Back. We get yeah. to talk PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Xbox pulls. I got a showcase this year. Look. Two episodes in, I said the word Xbox, but that doesn't matter because 2023 for PlayStation is going to be awesome. It is going to be heat. It is going to be hype. And I'm very excited to play more PlayStation games on my Steam Deck as well. There we go. Might as well round it out with bringing up Xbox. I might as well talk to my Steam Deck. Perfect. On this week's show, we're going to be talking all about PlayStation at CES, The Last of Us, three rumors, and much, much more. So strap in, get stoked, because it is going to be an adventure of an episode. But before we do all that, let's do a quick little garage clean. If you're watching us, Right now on YouTube.com slash carpoolgaming, make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends. Head over to Patreon.com slash carpoolgaming if you have bucks to toss. Toss them our way. Tip your drivers. Outcomes cornucopia of content. We appreciate it all very, very much. And if you're listening to us on your podcast service of choice, please leave us the five-star review. We'll read them eventually. We'll get there someday. We'll talk about them if again. If we get any, sure. Yeah, we'll check them out. And we'll appreciate all of you. It helps us grow and helps us talk to all more of you. Because, we are, yeah, we're everywhere right now. And a couple quick things. If you want to play Fantasy Critic right with us, uh, join the Discord. It is in the show notes. We are going to be kicking off the drafts this Friday and Saturday. So signups are live right now. If you want to play Fantasy Critic with our wonderful community and a bunch of the hosts, come do that because it is a bucket full of fun. Now, Court, without further ado, I need you to go back to the mid 2000s okay and i need you to picture you remember those apple commercials where it was just like multicolor and it was just like a silhouette of a person dancing away and you know doing their thing and you know they always had cool music and they always had cool things that they listened to they probably had a playlist court and what's on yours honestly i've been playing a ton of borderlands 3 and I, i i i know a lot of people like weren't the biggest fans of this game but i've been having a good time it's just one of those games that's been scratching the itch where i could just go through and just you know shoot them up kill people there go pick the loot keep going there 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 i have been getting um as people in the discord know um we've been all doing it my name is mayo 3 came out so we've been all just going out and getting some cheesy platinums and they've been Mm -hmm. tasting very scrumptious i don't care i like them it is what it is Whatever makes you happy, go out and get their happiness. We've got this contest going on here in the PlayStation Drive and the Discord where we got to see who can get the most trophies by the end of the year. And, you know, we said anything goes um, besides Gamer Graham. He is not allowed being part of it. He's in it. <laughs> we can see what he's doing, but yep. he doesn't count. Well, well, Court, I hope that uh, I really do wish in my mind that may you win that competition. <laughs> You see what I did there? I, no, I, I literally it. It, was, it, was, it was pretty bad, but I get I'm it. I'm not saying it was good. I never once promised quality to anybody on this show, okay? I come in with what I do, and that was the best that I could do with that pun on that time. But nice. I'm glad you've been enjoying Borderlands. I know you've been continuing your play, and uh, I might have to hop onto this My Name is Mayo Tree uh, chain. because hey, uh, there's even this, like, uh, muffin jumper or whatever, jumping muffin. Now, that's even better because I will say this about the My Name is Mayo. People were like, well, it's a cheesy choice. You know what? You have to keep pressing that button, and after a while, your arm hurts. So I'm at, like, just over 9,000 to get the first My Name is Mayo, because I don't have the okay. very first cheesy My Name is Mayo Platinum. Um, yeah, so I'm close. Once you get to that 10,000 button touches, that means you've gotten the Platinum in the game. But there's Jumping Muffin, which took me less than five minutes, and you just hold the button down. 
Okay, please tell me you didn't injure yourself getting any of these platinum scores. No, because that's the last thing we need. I don't want to go through what I went through with MLB the show. We don't need I know. You know, carpal tunnel. No, we just need carpal. Sorry, tunnel. Robbie Bobby Miller. These are facts. <laughs> these are facts. But as for myself, I've been continuing on with my journey through Crisis Core. I just hit the chapter eight, which it hits you with the oh, make sure you save now because things are about to get intense. So I'm assuming I'm I'm almost done. Uh, really, really been enjoying it. I love how short the kind of side missions are. The story itself has been great. Uh, having a lot of fun with it. And uh, that's pretty much all that's been taking up my time lately, dude. We're, we're kind of in that sweet little slow spot before the onslaught that will be 2023 begins with this week, pretty much. Uh, because, like, you know, One Piece Odyssey hits this week, and then we, you know, uh, Forspoken. I just keep Forspoken. To, I keep forgetting that Forspoken is, like, two weeks away, dude. Really? Like, all, yeah, dude. It's, like, quite literally exactly almost two weeks away. It's, like, the 24th. So that's what I mean. The, the the onslaught is about to begin. So I'm going to get Crisis Core done like pretty much today, probably. So I, I prepare myself. It could myself be worse. For... You could like pick Final Fantasy Rebirth that's not coming out and I counterpick you and you were about to lose Ryan Turford. Oh, believe me. Ryan and I also have a piece of bet riding on that. So I'm hashtag Team Court. Uh, on only that reason one. I did the counterpick is because of your pizza bet. Because one thing I will say about Matt, he's usually more right than Ryan Turford. So suck it, Ryan. Suck it. What? That, uh, I'm flabbergasted and honored. I've never, never in my life did I hear. I Ryan, thought, I would so hear such Ryan words. is using the thing where, cause he loves final fantasy so much. So I know. for me, him picking this game is more of a, like hit something he wants. And mm -hmm. when you, it's just like, I, I'm a huge fan of the Boston Bruins, but I will never bet on them. I'll never put right. money on them because that is betting with my heart. And Ryan right now, he's betting with his heart and he's going to lose this bet. Listen, I want more than anything for that game to come out this year, but is it going to? I wouldn't be surprised if it's a January, February game for next year. But without further ado, dude, we have an absolute truckload of news and a bunch of questions, and then we'll be getting to our question of the week conversation in the back half of the show, just because we felt last week it was a little bit rushed, so we want to give that a little bit more time to breathe. So let's hop into some b -b 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 breaking news, because, my friend, we had CES kickoff over the last week and we had some playstation news come out of it let's start with something that i think is very exciting something that we've been asking for for quite a while and it's just a great way for everyone to game with project leonardo being announced for the playstation 5 this is coming directly from the playstation blog a highly customizable accessibility controller kit this is written by hideaki noshino um, accessibility is an important topic to us at playstation and we want to continue raising the bar to enable every gamer to experience the joy of play so we'll see here that you can see it's very very customizable you can really mess with the way that the controllers are laid out um, and hopefully this will allow lots of people to uh, you know be able to play games the way that they want to court what do you think about Project Leonardo? It's more of an about time. Um, mm -hmm. Xbox came out with their adaptive controller before, and as, as much as I am not someone that is in the need for this, I, I think this is something that has been needed for many, mm -hmm. many years. Um, the more people that can play video games, the better. Um, so if you can make, if you really want to talk about making video games for everyone, you need these type of things. So I think this is a great step for PlayStation. I'm, I'm happy they did it. Um, and I think any PlayStation gamer that has been asking for something of this ilk is going to be extremely happy. It looks really cool. I would love to like just see it um, just because I can uh, how you can change it around and do everything. It almost looks like the tank from Assassin's Creed from way back in the day. There's just like a little <laughs> circular thing. That's all I can think about for some reason. But I just uh, I think it's really cool. 
and I'm happy they did it. Like, I'm, I'm just happy that more people can play video games. Yeah, I, I'm really, really glad because like you mentioned, like with Xbox's adaptive controller and how celebrated that was across the industry, like PlayStation was very much in the, like you said, I think this is a need. I think this is an about time with button mapping, control profiles, you can mix and match depending if you want to use one Leonardo controller, multiples, you want to use one in a dual sense. Like they are seemingly giving this a lot of flexibility so that people can use it the way that they need to. Um, and like you said, the more people playing games, the better. So I, I hope that this comes out. Uh, my, my biggest kind of upfront worry is this does seem to, to be quite a lot of tech. I hope it comes in at a decent price point because again, like especially being an accessibility, you know, a controller for accessibility. Um, I, I hope that they keep that in mind with the price. And obviously I, I hope it, it, it kind of hits at, a, at an easy price point for people to dive in um, because again, I don't want to see like a $400 price tag on this because I think that would be really disappointing. Yeah, so I, I, hope it, I hope it's priced appropriately. But yeah, I'm excited, dude. I hope this, I think this is a huge win. Let's keep on rolling with the PlayStation CES news because we got the announcement that Sony says PS5 has cleared 30 million sales after its biggest, biggest month yet. This is written by Andy Robinson over at VGC. The sales milestone was shared during a CES showcase on Wednesday and means that PS5 has now shipped to retailers, which is the data it usually shares, at least 10.7 million units during Sony's current fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2023. The sales target was 18 million. I figure it's stuck by in its most recent sales results published in November. And now it's just under three months to find up the 7.3 million units it needs to achieve it. But we're at a total of 30 million sales court. These things continue to fly off the shelves. What are your thoughts on the latest milestone? It's cool. Um, you say that, but it's it's weird. I, I'm able to see PS5s and Xboxes in the wild almost everywhere now. I was just at the mall on the weekend. I was in the local GameStop. They it seems to be readily available, and that I think is like the best part of this story behind all this story is that they even talk about it. Jim Ryan spoke about how their the supply issue is kind of behind them, um, mm -hmm. so that more people can get these consoles. It just goes to show me how much more popular video games are becoming, and that's just mm -hmm. awesome that it's more of a mainstream thing. When you get to these 30 million numbers, especially during the dead console era, because you know consoles were supposed to die, it's 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 something to be like, hey, the hobby that I love doing, more people are enjoying it as well. Yep, I I do, I do agree with you. I have seen them more often. I still think the you know they're not widespread everywhere as of yet, at least not here. Uh, you know, in the city that I live, like they do sell quite quickly when they get there. But I am seeing a more much more regular restocks than before. So like you mentioned, hopefully people are hopping on this. So let me ask you this, Court, because you know the PS4. I think it ended up with something around like the one hundred million around there. If correct me if I'm wrong, um, for its lifetime sales as to as of yet. Do you think the PS5 tops that? Do you think it sells more than that over the lifespan? Or do you think that like the early shortages in terms of, you know, the stock will hurt it in terms of like an overall lifetime sales chart? Uh, well, it all depends on the lifespan. We don't like there's already rumors yep. that there's going to be a new PlayStation 5 model with a detachable hard drive. And there's already rumors that they're already working on the next gen vert like they're already working on the PS6. It mm -hmm. all depends on the life cycle. And I, I do think for all the consoles in this generation, this 30 million mark would have been hit last year if it wasn't for the supply issue. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't know if it'll ever go higher than the PS4, just because like you mentioned, we are I, I think this generation will be a little bit shorter, perhaps, than the last one that we got. Because again, the last generation was quite long comparatively to what came before. So I think this one, 
whether we see a more modular upgrade with the PS5 Pro or something along those lines uh, before we see the PS6 or not, or if they're just kind of going to jump to the PS6 in a couple of years, uh, I think it's a really interesting question. I do think that, you know, I don't know if it'll ever hit 100, but I'm sure this will continue to sell incredibly well because, like we said, there's these things continue to fly off the shelf. So it's doing well, Court. It's We're expensive, a lot. though. I'm not gonna, it's it is expensive. That's why I have my doubts about the 100 million. It's expensive. That's true. That's a good point, too. Yeah, it, it is. It is a pricey, pricey unit, but we'll see. We got some more information from CES written by Jordan Midler over on VGC. Gran Turismo 7 and Beat Saber are coming to PSVR 2. Announced by President and CEO of Sony Interactive Inter Entertainment, Jim Ryan at CES, Gran Turismo 7 will arrive as a free upgrade at the launch of the headset at Beat Saber. We do not have a release date for that as of yet, but we also found out that there are more than 30 games in development for the headset's launch window and that there will be more than 20 available at launch. There is a lot coming for PSVR 2 court, which is right around the corner. How do you feel about GT7? What are you expecting out of Beat Saber? How you feeling? Uh, Beat Saber is a phenomenal game that I did get to play once on someone's Oculus Quest. I, that's the only time I've ever played it, but it's, it is so much fun for mm -hmm. me. The fact that the PSVR version of Gran Turismo is a free upgrade if you own the game. Now, I am all full disclosure here. I have never played GT7. I mm -hmm. do have it coming in the mail. So it'll be probably the first game I do play on uh, on the on the PSVR 2. I'm very excited to step into the world of VR. As someone that is not as experienced as everybody else, I'm going into it with fresh eyes. For mm -hmm. me, a racing sim sitting in the car is probably one of the coolest things i can even think of so it uh it's it's something to be more excited about because in the past as we've all known anytime sony has done any of sort of these things there's been that ten dollar caveat if you want mm -hmm. the other version of said game so the fact that they're giving this as a free thing to some people that already own the game is is, is about time yeah, I'm with you. I hope that this will be the trend for a lot of the PSVR to PSVR 2 upgrades. They didn't really comment on Beat Saber, but we do know a lot of other developers are offering free upgrades to their games that if as long as you had it on PSVR, you'll have it on PSVR 2. So I, I hope that we'll continue with Beat Saber. It is one of my absolute favorite VR games, like full stop. Um, it's, it's a great workout. It's a ton of fun. So I'm really, really excited about Beat Saber. I hope it hits soon because I know like... For anybody who's new into VR, they will be looking to buy Beat Saber soon after. That thing's been everywhere all over the internet for the last few years. So I feel like we can get to see like a massive resurgence alongside the popular, you know, hopeful popularity of PSVR 2. Uh, with GT7, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not a big racing person, but I had a lot of fun with that game. And like you mentioned, the game is this beautiful. And if it can hold up in PSVR 2, like that is going to be a very, very easy, like, oh, here, hop in, try out a race. You've never played VR before? This is an awesome opportunity, too. So I can't wait, dude. I'm happy that it's free, and I hope that this is the standard going forward because just just give me the give me the free upgrades. Give it to me. I want them, Court. I want them real bad. But our next story, The Last of Us director for on a potential part three says, I think there's more story to tell, written by Tom Ivan once again over at VGC. While not, uh, Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has seemingly hinted at plans for a third entry in the Last of Us series. While not confirming if the Last of Us Part 3 is coming or not, series director and co-writer Neil Druckmann told The Hollywood Reporter, I think there's more story to tell, with Druckmann saying in April 2021 that story outline had been written for a potential game in the series, but it wasn't currently being developed. Court, how much of this do you think has to do with the HBO show? How much of this, like, what do you, what do you want out of a potential Last of Us Part 3? 
Well, for from my understanding, reading a whole bunch of quotes because Neil Druckmann awesomely has been in a lot of news lately. So because the show is coming out, us gamers out there have been able to find out a lot more about that studio that we seem to love in the PlayStation ecosystem, which is Naughty Dog. And it mm-hmm. seems that they've got a lot in in the can right now. They've got the multiplayer. We got to see these screenshots that you know Matt can throw up on the screen. But I do think 100% they're working on Last of Us Part 3. It sounds like it's not a new IP right now that they're working on. They're going to be doing Part 3. Um, and they're hoping that the show is a huge success. With the first two games being amazing. And also, with you have Neil Jockman keep saying it's the anniversary this year of Last of Us Part 1. And you've mm-hmm. got the TV show coming out, and they say we're going to be getting a lot of news and, you know, probably merch and so on and so forth. I hope it's not going to be like when you you and Ryan got all excited about Persona last year and Atlas is like, oh, we got all these news, and they gave you, like, a coffee maker. But Toothpaste. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I truly think we're going to get a lot. I think what they're going to probably do is they're going to let the, the show come out, and then with the hype around the show, they're going to be like, hey, by the way, if you like this, my my hope is... We get, you know, multiplayer this year. That's that's my hope. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll probably around E3, if there's anything, that's when we'll find out about a possible um, part three. Yeah, it seems that they're starting to talk about, you know, factions and stuff a little more, which we'll get into with our next story. But, like, I think for part three, I, I think you're you're onto something here. Like, I think the – I really do think that the, story, that the show is going to be good and it is going to be huge. And again, to build out a potential season three or four, depending on how they kind of continue on, they're going to like, I, I do hope we get the game before we get that. I hope it's not a Game of Thrones situation where we get to a point where the show starts covering topics and, you know, storylines that we haven't even seen in the games as of yet. I want the game first before we get into that. So that would mean that we would hopefully get it in the next couple of years if it is if it is real and if it is coming. Um, but I think like my biggest thing is like, I just don't know if I want the main character to be Ellie anymore, like, I, I, I feel don't like how you don't have the main character being Ellie. I know. I know. I like logically that that is what makes sense. I'm saying, I don't know if I want that because I feel like we got such a, like we got an ending with the last of us part two that I feel like suits her character for the direction of where she's going. I don't want to see the next thing right away. If, if we are going to get Ellie, I hope it's like, you know, 20 or 30 years later with a more adult grown Ellie. Like the thing is like, we've already seen this poor child suffer so, so much that like, I don't know if I want another full game of here's just Ellie suffering over and over and over again. So like whether they intend it to be, you know, her potential kids down the line, whether it's, you know, uh, I don't know, like her taking more of a Joel role with somebody younger alongside them. Like, I don't really know what I want out of it. In terms of like you know the general story, I'd be more interested in seeing something along the lines of you know continuing on with Abby or the character that was her partner that I'm forgetting their name. I'm blanking on their name right now, but like yeah, I, I just I don't want to see just here's Ellie again. Here's a very depressing story based around Ellie again, and this is all that it is. Like I want something different. I want like I want to be surprise with the part three that and i don't know what do you yeah, think yeah well i i don't know if i want anything different because I, I i find especially with a story like this and a character that i've fallen in love with that i i really want to know more and if there mm-hmm. is more if Druckmann says there's more of a story to tell then i want more i want to go back to the the, the comment you made about the, the game of thrones thing i think you, you hit the nail on the head because first we just learned i think the other day that spores aren't going to be in the show and they're going to be using yep. uh tendril tentacles or tendrils or tendrils, whatever yep. yeah which which to me is annoying but 
because the whole part of the mask. Some people were saying, oh, they don't want to have people with no masks. And I, I didn't get that part. I don't I think if the Mandalorian can, you know, wear a mask throughout the whole show, then people can wear a mask. That's not that big of a deal. But I do hope that if there is going to be a Last of Us Part 3, and as Neil Druckmann said, there's more story to tell, that mm-hmm. it does come out because the showrunners have already said that The Last of Us Season 1 is pretty much the first game. Mm-hmm. Like beat to beat to beat, they're not adding any no any lore is pretty much what they they were kind of getting at. They weren't adding to the story, so they weren't taking it in a different direction. So, num part season two, I guess you could technically part two is a very long game. You yep. could split that into two seasons, but that means you've got three years for Last of Us Part Three to come out. That's the way yeah. I look at it. You've got three years for this to come out. Yeah, I, I'm just curious to see what it would be because, again, like, I obviously I'd be overjoyed if it's more Ellie. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I wouldn't be excited for The Last of Us Part 3. I just, I'm curious to see as to where they're going to go with it because I think they have, they have an incredible universe there. They have a lot of cool stuff going on. And I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen next because with Naughty Dog and staying in The Last of Us universe, whoops, wrong button. Sorry, Q. With The Last of Us, Naughty Dog has shared new concept art for The Last of Us multiplayer game written by Tom Ivan. We're got. A new screenshot of Factions, or whatever this game is going to be called. The studio shared the first concept art for the project last June when it revealed that the title will feature its own story and a brand new cast of characters. And that studio co-president Neil Druckmann said in a blog post today that more information on the game will be revealed next year. Gotta say, the screenshot is looking, you know, very The Last of Us. It looks it looks exactly like that universe. Um, and again, this to me is just telling me more and more that this multiplayer game is not going to be just here's factions. This is going to be a big experience. I feel like it's going to be more MMO than it is just, you know, here's your PvP quick matches. Like I'm feeling like a, a big a, a big deal here, Court, which Same. is why I think it's taking so long, which is why I think they're being so close to the chest with what they're, you know, unveiling. But I think you're right. I think we're going to have that game come out. I'm going to say probably, you know, I would say the front half of this year. I would say by summer. But yeah, where like, are you at? Like, I, I see this and I, I love, I never even thought about what you just, until you just said like an MMO where, MMO where we can actually like roam around the world and then go into these places. We'll mm-hmm. see if that is true. Oh my God, that's amazing. This cruise ship looks unbelievable because this is taking, I believe, factions is what we're going to call it for now is taking yep. place in san francisco so there's a lot of landscape to work with uh, i know when i think it was last of us part two um we got to go into a, a ship so i'm wondering if we're getting sort of that because if that's close quarters like think about it you're going down a hallway and people can just jump out on the mm-hmm. multiplayer it can jump through the doorways and so on and so forth so i'm very excited and I'm, I'm really hoping if this is also true that there is a pool somewhere in there we can fake swim in it and we can yell marco polo and there is the trophy <laughs> that pops for it i think that is so naughty dog that is a great easter egg if it is there please give us a marco polo i'm really hoping i'm actually now more excited if it's the mmo because to do the multiplayer aspect probably would have you would have thought it would have came out by now and we know Mm -hmm. with sony wanting to go with that new free-to-play model on their multiplayers is this the last of us multiplayer that we have dreamt of because factions was one of my favorite multiplayers that i've ever played see i i think we're gonna get a mix of the two i think there will be like a dedicated factions mode more more along the lines of what we saw in the first game um you know with it being a quick pvp but i do really think we're going to get a bigger world around that uh i hope court that you and i will be able to hop into that water together and i can grab a nice little um a nice little what is it the plank of wood the the i'm forgetting oh I'm yeah yes here. yes the uh, yeah, yeah yeah the skid 
Thank you, the skid. Yeah, I want to pull that over and let you hop on that, and I, I can shepherd you around. Like, I, I hope they get cute with it in moments like that. But, dude, I think, like, a shared world Last of Us experience, like, something along the lines of, like, you know, we've seen a lot of survival games come up over the last little while. Things like Rust, you know, the, like, you know, there's it's it's huge right now. So to have that kind of experience in the Last of Us universe, I'd be down, and I, I'm, I'd be really excited to play that with you. I, I hope we learn more about this soon, because I, I can't wait for it. I want this game. I want it now. Same. But on more games... Bungie is working on a number of announced projects with Sony, written by Tom Ivan. The Bungie creative lead, Tom Farnsworth, has said that the studio is working on a number of unannounced projects with parent company Sony. Farnsworth said in a Twitter post that the studio has completely changed how it developed games and does business over the course of the 25-plus Destiny content releases, moving from strictly box products to live service games. And he continued, with the support of Sony, we are working on a number of unannounced projects, too. In addition to the ongoing work of Destiny 2, Bungie said in February 2021 that it planned to bring at least one new IP to market before 2025. Court, are we going to be seeing more Destiny? Are we getting this new IP first? What do you make of this news? Because this is interesting. And my biggest question for you, is it exclusive? I think it is. I don't see how it isn't. You, um, I'm not going to pull the, like, you don't spend this kind of money to do these kind of things. But I, mm -hmm. Sony has a service with playstation plus and i think destiny 2 i am not a destiny 2 player i did play it originally when it came out but i dropped off a lot of these type of games i drop off but that's not meaning they're bad um yeah. destiny 2 the community is huge so you have to leave that there but if they're going to be giving new ip i don't see how they're not exclusive to the playstation plus so to the service it's you I need see. to sell subscribers you need to sell a service and in order mm -hmm. to do so these new bungee games Obviously, they're going to be multiplayer. Obviously, that's just their their MMO. <laughs> there you go. Their MO. Sorry, yeah. instead of MMO. They yeah. um, that's where I believe they would be. I believe they would be made for PlayStation Plus service to sell subscribers. I'm curious because, like, I wonder if this new IP. I have doubts whether it's even going to be a shooter. Oh, really? Because okay. well, because then don't you get you you could get potentially get into an area where you're competing with yourself, unless it's like a unless it's different. Like if it's not sci-fi fantasy, fantasy. But that's what I like. What I was gonna say is that like I wonder if it's possibly like a focused single player thing. But again, why would you bring Bungie in on just like a single player like focused single player experience? For me, like this also like you know the wording here is working on a number of unannounced projects with parent company Sony. I wonder if they're working with other studios under the PlayStation first party banner. Do you know what I mean? Like this isn't specifically Bungie is putting oh, out so new you games. Think they could be like they could or, be assisting with the last of us they, it or yeah or like PlayStation battle battle royale that we don't don't know it existed or something like that. Exactly, right? So for me, the new IP, it being some sort of live service game probably makes sense. Bungie has a long history of, of figuring it out now, right? And you don't buy Bungie for them not to kind of stay in that space, in my mind. Um, but and I, they've, I'm very, they've said they want to be in that space more, right? Exactly, right? So like, I'm curious to what exactly this is going to be. Um, because like, I would imagine that Destiny 3 hits before this, possibly. Okay, so my question to you is, Destiny 3, is it a console exclusive? I don't think Destiny will be because, well, that's the weird part about this entire situation with Sony and Bungie, right? Bungie is not under PlayStation Studios, right? They are not a PlayStation Studios first party developer for PlayStation. They're purchased by Sony, but they're outside of that PlayStation yes. Studios umbrella, right? So they do have that kind of wiggle room to be a multi-platform game, whatever it's going to be. Now, as you mentioned, 
does it hit PlayStation Plus, you know, premium for free? And then you have to buy it on other consoles, similar to what the, the Game Pass path. model could be there, right? Like as to what the future might look like there. I think that is, I think that is likely. I just think that Bungie has traditionally always been like, well, since since it's left Xbox, it's very much been about the multi-platform. And I'd be a little bit surprised for them to lock whatever's next under under on one console. In, that a, makes in sense. a perfect world all games could be what you just said yeah that they come for free to the service so playstation plus all the playstation games come there um the xbox games come to game pass and if you want them on another console that's how you that's why you buy them yep. oh my god that would be the best world ever so we could just play games on any console that that, that would be nice court and i hope that's a uh, the a future that we reach one day but we'll see Mm-hmm. We will keep you more posted more about Bungie because we have one more quick story. Well, two more quick stories to hit on because this has been rampant all over the uh, over the internet the last little while. Coming from IGN, Sony PlayStation 5, keeping the gaming console standing upright can be disastrous to its long-term health. This is written by Rupesh Nair over at IGN India. Ever since its release over two years ago, Sony has claimed that users can use the next-gen console that in the PlayStation 5, both vertically and horizontally. But as spotted by Wololo, reports have arrived under users about users damaging their PS5s by keeping them upright. The report features a recent tweet from 68Logic who claims that the liquid metal used to cool the APU moves around in an upright PS5 and could possibly freeze weirdly. Court. So I've I've been team vertical for a long time. Uh, I've had no issues with my, you know, launch PS5 as of yet. How much do you think there is to this story? Should people be throwing their stuff horizontal should we be scared, Court? Are we worried about freezing PS5s? Uh, honestly, like I, 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 I said it before in the Discord, I would think if this was a rampant thing, lawsuits would be coming out the yin-yang. We haven't heard of lawsuits. We've heard of this and some people reporting this. Um, mm-hmm. I just recently per, uh, purchased an uh, under-desk mount. So my PlayStation 5 will, my one in my basement will be always vertical, but my one mm-hmm. in my office here, because I've run out of space here on my desk and I need more space for my actual job job, um, right. I'm going job to job. be mounting it and it will be horizontal. So I'll be team both. But for me, I'm sure this is real. But mm-hmm. if it was so rampant and it was happening to all of them, then I think it would be a bigger deal. But at this point, I don't know if, you know, you flip a coin, like I'm not, I'm not that tech savvy to know if this is an actual issue, if it's up. Like I know with the Xbox, it was built that way. So like the pieces go on top of each other so it can be vertical. But with the PlayStation 5, yeah. Like if you open it up, the the motherboard, everything is going, is horizontal inside and it's being made to go vertical. So maybe this, there's a lot of truth to everything here in this article. And that's the thing. Like, I, I'm curious to, to to kind of see how much of this, and I hope we get some sort of digital foundry breakdown because I'm curious to see how much of it is, like you mentioned, is it just like a design fault in some PlayStation 5s or some parts wore out faster than others? Because explaining here, um, where is it? Uh, here, however, in some instances of the PS5, the seal between the APU and the cooler seems to be getting damaged. So that's why things are starting to, the liquid metal starting to move or leak. So I wonder how much of it is an issue with the liquid metal versus an issue with that seal wearing down possibly faster than they anticipated or whatever else. Um, you know, cause I haven't heard a ton about this, but it is making the rounds now, but I, I think you're onto something. I think if it just becomes a much more widespread problem, it will be hearing about it much, much more. 
in this case, like I'm probably going to turn my PlayStation Five. I sadly might join turn Team Horizontal just because, again, it's a big investment, and for me, it's kind yes. of like better safe than sorry at this point. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm you with don't you want to turn around. Better safe than sorry. You don't want to turn around a year or two from now and be like, oh man, I really should have tossed that thing on its side, and that kills me because I love the vertical. I love the way that it looks standing, but you know, I don't want to be going out to buy another PS Five just because. I was silly, but again, we'll keep you posted if we learn more about this. We have one last thing we want to touch on because written by Tom Ivan over at VG, VGC, PlayStation Plus sale offers heavy discount for new subscribers and upgrades. New subs get up to 40% off premium or extra. Existing members receive 30% off upgrades until January 13th. So you have just a few more days. Players who sign up to the PlayStation Plus premium or extra tiers on a 12 or three, 12 month or three month plan will receive 40% off the regular price. However, if you already have the essential and you want to upgrade to extra premium, you save 30%. Court, is this a reason for people to switch over? Is this a reason for people to upgrade? What do you think? I think it's a reason for people to whatever service you currently have with PlayStation Plus to to tack on another year or two like I did. Like that's the way I look at this. Don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You're yeah. if you're going to be subscribing to this service, go out and add another year. It's going to be cost savings right there. Yeah, I'm with you. I think like cuz like I think it was the Black Friday sale. I added on an extra year as well because again it was on sale then as well. Um why not like if you if you're already there and you're already at that tier and you plan on staying in it, you plan on staying on PlayStation 5, why not save some dollars, hop over there, check that out? Um, because it is, you know, saving money is always a good thing. That means more yes. games you can buy later. We like saving money. We like saving money. But without further ado, my dude, let's get into some questions because boy dandy, do we have a lot of them this week. Shout out to the community for being awesome and coming through with a whole bunch of questions that we are going to be answering for you. If you want to ask questions, check out Twitter where you can find you know the question post that goes live each and every week. And of course, over in the Discord, you can also ask us questions there. So let's start with Twitter because we have a bunch of questions coming from there. Nagachaka at Nagachaka over on Twitter asks, Prediction time. When are we getting the next state of play? And what do you think will be revealed? Hashtag factions to fingers crossed. Court? I think we're getting it in January at the end of the month. I think especially with think the so? Xbox news. And we the rumors were we were getting it in January. Um, if we don't, then it's at the beginning of February because you have the PSVR 2 launching. So it could be something that they could do now, but might mm -hmm. as well wait for the PSVR launch because they could throw some games in there and be like, hey, here's what's coming with the with with the PSVR 2. Like they could do a little sizzle rail. But mm -hmm. knowing Sony, that's just going to be a blog post, the PSVR 2 stuff. So I still think we're getting something in January. They have a lot to talk about. As of right now, we know we're getting Spider-Man 2. We know we're getting Forspoken, which is not a first-party game, but they are mm -hmm. behind. We know we're getting Hogwarts Legacy. We know we're getting we're getting this. We're getting, but we're not. We don't know much. No, in terms of like first-party PlayStation, we really don't know much at all. Um, and like, I wonder because especially with how much around Forspoken and the very like kind of mixed word of mouth, I wonder if we're going to get a dedicated you know fifty to twenty-minute state of play on Forspoken ahead of launch to be like, here's all the reasons you should be excited to play this game. Please buy this game. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get something along those lines. But I think you're onto something. I I hope we get it by like the end of February at the absolute latest because we need to know what we're playing this year. Right now, they can rest on Forspoken. That game is imminent. We know 
Suicide Squad, we know Hogwarts Legacy, but again, none of this is first-party PlayStation yeah. stuff. The only thing that we have outright confirmation of is Spider-Man 2, which we've seen one teaser for, right? So it's time to get this hype train rolling for PlayStation in 2023, and I hope we get that as soon as possible. Of course, there are rumors talking about PlayStation, uh, you know, state of plays in Ju uh, January, February, which again, not sure if that meant two state of plays or if that's just one, but they're not sure when it's going to land. And then another one later this year around June, um, which again makes sense. But I, I hope we get one soon so we at least know what we're playing in the front half of this year because it's we're, we're in it, dude. It's about to kick off hard and it's about to be rolling a lot. As to what will be revealed, I think obviously Factions 2 is an easy lock. Um, I think if... You know, if there are some of those rumored games that might be real, like your Persona 3 remaster, like your possible Metal Gear remaster uh, or remake, like I think those are things we could see. There's been a lot of leaks around that other first party game that people have been calling Ooze. I don't know if you saw that court with like the the, the guy running with a gun and Is in the background. Those, those leaks? I didn't want it. I yeah. heard about. So I saw the article and I almost was going to put it into our agenda, but then I decided to walk away from it because I was just like, uh, you know what? I didn't yeah. open the article. I didn't look at the game. I was like, I'm not gonna do that right now. I'm gonna. I I love rumors, but when like mm. leaked game footage comes out, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for everybody involved. I know. I still watch that. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, so like, I, again, I think that we may see that. Like, I do think we're going to start seeing some stuff soon because again, we're we're in the year, dude. 2023 is upon us, and we have lots to talk about. Um, our next question, Jake Carson Steinberg at Jake Knows It asks. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale gets rebooted. Who's your main court? Uh 100% it's either going to be Nathan Drake or it's going to be Cole. Like that's that's the, those those are my those are my guys. Those are your guys. Yeah, uh I was I I, I loved Battle uh, All-Stars Battle Royale. I played the ever-living daylights out of the of that game. Uh and my main in that game was Nathan Drake. I I just loved how annoying he was and the distance and the explosions and the guns and stuff, so I had a ton of fun with him. Um, if we get Cloud, which is currently my main in Smash Bros, obviously I'd be all over that as well. If we get Joker, some of these things I'm curious to see. But like, again, I'd be very interested to see even like a Joel and Ellie combination, almost like a la Ice Climbers, where you play both of them at the same time. Who knows? Well, with so we'll many see. IPs inside the Sony, I don't think you would get Atlas, any of the Atlas characters, because I think because they're now on everything. Um, mm -hmm. Square Enix, let's be honest, they're a console exclusive, whatever they put out. Um, it's yep. not going anywhere but PlayStation. So, yeah, sure, you probably get your Final Fantasy characters, but you have so many. You have Aloy. You you have a lot of characters. You have a Jin. lot of... I'd be Jin, dude. I think I might be, end up being a Jin, a Jin main. Ghost of Tsushima is, you know, it's my jam. And One think about best. it. It would be... Oh, he'd be so good. He'd be so good. He'd be so fast. Mm -hmm. Dude, he'd be so quick with that sword. Ooh. I'm always, I always go after the sword character, so I, I I hope that's the thing. I want give me battle royale too, please for for the love of all things, give me all stars battle royale too. Just I just want it. I just want it. Chris Zazer over on Twitter at Chris Zazer asks, which PlayStation exclusive would you like to see adapted to television? Oh, that's Ghost of Tsushima. That's, that's just easy. That's just Ghost easy of, for me. Ghost of Tsushima would really really be cool for me. Like like I really want Uncharted. Like, but done properly. I, I, the more I kind of sit on that first one, I, I, I know we kind of missed the boat, but like Nathan Fillion would have been such a perfect Nathan Drake. Like there would have that 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 universe where that's that uncharted line comes came to be would have been incredible. Um, but in terms of the exclusive, yeah, I think Ghost of Tsushima would be really, really, really cool, and I would really kill for an infamous show as well. Like, well, like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think I'm a big fan of TV shows. Period. Over the movies. 
I think mm-hmm. you can you can develop the story, especially PlayStation to me is about the story. They're so very good at telling an amazing story. So mm-hmm. it never does its justice throwing it up on the big screen and only giving us an hour or two hours of the thing. Um, yeah. Especially like The Last of Us. Imagine The Last of Us was just a two hour movie. Oh, that would be terrible. Think of what you're cutting nope. out. So mm-hmm. even with the Uncharted series, I think you're bang on with, wouldn't that be amazing if it was a TV series? Yep. And that's what I mean. Like, again, like your weekly adventures, there's stuff like there's just so much that you could do there. So I, I would want to see any of those. Josh O'Neill at Real Deal underscore J O'Neill asks, what is a video game character you relate to or wish you could be more like? I'd like to be more of a Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima because of his discipline and view on the world around him was one of my favorite things about the game. So what's a video game character court that you want to be more like or that you relate to? Wow. It's a great question. It's a really great question. No offense as much as I love The Last of Us. Not Joel. Um, not Joel. No, 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 no. Not, not so much. I, I don't want to be a rampaging destroyer and killer. Mm. Um, I don't know that. The, honestly that is a very good question i look at the playstation first party characters and i'm always just like they're pretty much all murderers like a lot of them um except astro um <laughs> or like Parappa the rapper yes um but uh i'll have to i'm gonna have to think about this one this is, i'm gonna let you go yeah for me i i really love nathan drake's like, I like the swagger that he brings and the kind of, again, like, even in serious moments, he's cracking jokes. He's very much, I don't want to take everything from that character because, again, communication is key, which we've seen once and once again, once and time and time again with Nathan Drake. Communication is not something he excels at. But that kind of, that that swagger, that ability to make light in situations, to kind of, you know, make people laugh and to be just, like, he's so effortlessly, effortless, effortlessly cool, almost like, you know, Harrison Ford is like I get that kind of similar vibe in terms of like the swag. I don't know. I think Nathan Drake is 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 pretty cool in, in my in my books in that way. All right, well, I, I mm, I'm gonna have to take. I I look at all the characters first party and I'm just like, Jesus, I they're so bad. When you really <laughs> get down to it, I'm just like they're terrible people. Oh, dude, this is so easy. Hold on. I, I want to be like Peter Parker. I want to be like Spider-Man. That's the first party. Uh, That's, do there you go. go. I, I guess. Do. I guess. I get. You know what? Okay, sure. And then actually, you've also got, what, what was it Um, in Infamous First Light? What was the character's name? Um, what was her name? Not Delson, uh, obviously. Not Delson. No, no, not Delson. Stitch uh, or Fetch? Fetch. Some, she was awesome. She was overcoming everything. Like, she had to do a lot of things to overcome and... Maybe something from the infamous side, not Cole, like even Delson, but like maybe something like that because they're trying to overcome. Yeah, like they had to overcome these obstacles and they had to do these. Like, I don't know. I've gotten so far in my life where I'm just like, "Ah, I I don't have that time to change who I am. Yeah. For me, it's an easy lock. It's Peter Parker, Spider-Man. The guy's been an idol for me for as long as I can remember. Responsibility does the thing. Yeah, he's literally everywhere around me. Um, and we have another question from Josh O'Neill asks, who is your favorite quest companion? Mimir has taken the top spot for me. His stories had me sitting in the boat more than playing through the story. I'll take that over Navi screaming, hey, listen, at me for hours. It's Sully all day long, every day. It's, it's, he's my favorite character of all time in the PlayStation universe. Sully, Sully's a really good answer. For me, like even Elena and Chloe are way up there for me as well, like in terms of side characters. Mimir is a fantastic answer. Like Mimir is so, so good. Uh, I'm trying to think if there are any others that really jumped out at me. Um, what was the what was the guy from Infamous? His buddy. Oh, the guy in Newer. Um, 
I don't know. Greg that guy was, always makes fun of him and made him his, yeah, his that, profile picture. Yeah, that guy was that guy was a riot. I always enjoyed his presence, but yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones out there. I'm trying to think of like people like even like in JRPGs, people who just Clank aren't from part Ratchet of your Clank. party. Clank's pretty Clank, fun. Clank's a good one. Clank's a good one. Same with Daxter. Maybe a little bit less than Clank, but yeah, also Dax, a good one. Daxter's very annoying. All right, we have one more question from Twitter before we hop over to the Discord. We got thoughts uh karn at uh karn screb lord of thirst at the iris car irish carp asks thoughts on for- forgotten franchises like resistance and kill zone court what would you want back and what would you want what do you think about these kill zone IP i, I actually a- loved kill zone i thought it was a great ip and i think it's perfect for what sony keeps talking about they want to do with this multiplayer aspect i think there's a lot to do i like the shooting mechanics in the game i like the cool looking guns and i like the world that it was in and mm-hmm. the last one was Shadowfall, I believe it was called. I, because yep. I'm, uh, or no, I guess the last one was the one on the Vita. Yeah. No, la- no, no, no. PS4, the PS, the the PS4 one was after that. Okay. All right. I, I yeah. can't remember. Um, but I really like that world. And I mm-hmm. think they could have done a lot more with it. And I think you could do like an MMO type with that game. I think it would be perfect with True. that world. So Killzone is my answer. I, I'm not a big Resistance fan. So it's just, mm-hmm. just not there for me. I kind of want to see both of those franchises come back because they're both ones that I kind of missed the boat on that I never really played when they were in their heyday and I'd like an opportunity to check those out. Um, so yeah, I, I think either one of those would be stoked. Like I'd be stoked to see because I think like there's a lot of PlayStation IP that we're not seeing right now, which again, I don't want everything to be all new IP, all the, like all old IP all the time. Having some new IP is always fantastic, but like, like Court and I have, I, we've talked about this over and over and over again, but if there's any IP that could come back, with like a rip roar inventions, it's infamous. Oh, Just yeah. give me it's, inf- the ba- it's it's the best IP that doesn't get an I get get any day daylight. And I unfortunate that Second Son did that, um, yep. because it really wasn't that it was it was fun, but it it wasn't that good of a story. And I think that was one of the things about Infamous. The story for Infamous was phenomenal. And like I said, coming out of Infamous Second Son, I liked Fetch better than Delson. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like I don't think Second Son was so bad that it should have been the death knell of the no, franchise. Like, I, agree, I do, I, I do think I do think it was a great game. I personally really, really enjoyed it. Um, and like, I wish, I hope we get more of that in the future because I think that's a unique IP under their catalog. That again, it's it's a superhero stuff. Why aren't we getting more of that right now? It's the biggest yeah. thing in the world. Uh, let's hop over onto the Discord because we have even more questions from there. Drellish asks question for the show. Greetings, gents. What are the minimum expectations of Sony, in your opinion, regarding the success and subsequent roadmap of PSVR 2? I, for one, am not an early adopter, but would position myself at the early majority when looking at the product lifecycle. When, do you think, will we reach that? How will the PSVR 2 affect the way that you play games? Do you think you'll be using it daily? I don't know yet because I don't have... It's tough to say for me because from the short, short period of time I've had with an Oculus Quest at friends' houses... I thought they were phenomenal experiences, and that's a lot what I'm going into. So to me, right off the bat, PSVR 2 will not be a daily thing for me. It will Mm -hmm. be, I'm going to go out and have the experience. I'm like even a little worried about the Horizon game. Like, how long is it? Like, how long do I actually have to be in this headset and do that? Because I don't know if I can do long periods of time. Because to Mm -hmm. me, I don't have that, first of all, as a parent. I I just don't have that. So VR is more of a bite-sized thing for me. So I was looking at it as more of a half an hour to an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would give it. But I am going to be an early adopter. I am going all in. And I and I hope Sony doesn't just 
hey, here's this thing and doesn't support it. I really hope they do support it. And as of right now, I'm a little worried that they're not going to. I'm I'm of two minds on this. I was a PSVR like day one adopter. I went to like a bunch of like the preview things and like tried it out at different GameStops. Um, and I really, really love the PSVR. I feel like I got my money's worth out of it, even knowing we did not get a ton of first party content from PlayStation regarding that. I think that's my biggest ask for them going forward is I hope we get more PlayStation IP with more PlayStation backed games that are going to be hitting in PSVR too. Um, is it going to be, you know, every month or every few months that we get one of these games? I don't think so. But I think the biggest thing for me is I hope we do get more support because we did have some really fantastic games on PSVR that really just didn't get the, enough of the love that they needed, but just because there wasn't, you know, there wasn't enough people playing them at the time. Um, in terms of like a roadmap, I hope we get something soon, at least for the first half of this year, because they are talking a lot about how many games there are in development, how many games there are in launch window, how many games that they are working on. So that to me is, is a good starting point. I hope it sells well enough because again, seemingly a lot of the previews out from CES is that the tech is undeniably fantastic apparently it's really really good so this is going to be a word of mouth thing and i think as long as they're positioning themselves to have more of a longer cycle more of a here's again not it being gangbusters right at the beginning um i hope we get this because for me i played a ton of vr especially the first year or two that i had it i was it was not daily but almost daily and it even got to the point where i was exercising in that thing because i would be playing beat saber like intensely for like 45 minutes um especially when you first do pick it up depending on how you, how susceptible you are to motion sickness you might not last more than half an hour to 45 minutes in that thing and you're going to have to build it up so i think the biggest thing with the psvr2 is your own expectations for what you're going to get out of it if you're expecting you know playstation ip every month or every few months if you're expecting a massive experience all the time it's not going to be like that. As Court mentioned, it won't be a daily device, but it sure might be every few days. It sure might be every week. Like Resident Evil 8, one of the reasons why I put it down in the first place was because I was like, I wonder if this is going to come to VR and I'll play it there. So I think it really just comes down to personal preference and your personal expectations on what you're going to get out of that as a as a possibly daily use or possibly weekly use. Um, but I, I can't wait uh, and I hope we get more about it soon. Our next question from Jaden Rose says, hello, I started listening to the PlayStation Drive in November, so I might throw some noob questions at you. You, Court and Matt, have mentioned your hangups regarding the PlayStation Plus programs. What would, your what would you change about or incorporate into the membership to improve PlayStation Plus? In other words, what would make PS Plus better, in your opinion? One, get rid of the three tiers. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is figure out the emulation. Like, if you were going to give me these PlayStation 3 games, I want to be able to download them. It's, mm -hmm. it's very cumbersome to have to be streaming them because the tech isn't there yet. So that... Yep frustrates me that you charge me this extra premium to access something that doesn't work all that well right i think for me i think one of the biggest things like like we spoke about get rid of the three tiers make it two tiers on top of that like just put more money behind it i want more like i want more games hitting the service day and date and i'm not going to be asking for playstation first party as amazing as that would be Get me more indies day and date. Get me more games that people are excited about and talking about. Get them to the service sooner. Put the money behind it properly to make this a true competitor. Because like we've mentioned, 
launched well. There's an incredible catalog of games on there, but there isn't anything that like, oh, I need to be playing this on PlayStation Plus day one, like we already know is a thing with Game Pass. So I think putting more money behind it, and I think the biggest, like one of my biggest things, which we've spoken to, you know, a lot, is communication. Figure out your communication schedule. Let us know when the games are heading. Let us know how long they're going to be there. Announce the essential and the premium slash extra stuff at the same time. Just, again, communicate better with the community because, again, that it's, it's so easy to get us excited. If they're like, this game is coming in two weeks, guess what? We get stoked very, very quickly. So I think, uh, you know, I, I think there's a few things that can be done, and I hope they do them this year because, again, we're just we're not even in the end of year one of PlayStation Plus as this current, uh, this current iteration. Um, the Muffin Mon asks, I'm about to start Bloodborne thanks to my patrons. Any tips that I don't smash my PS5? Don't yeah, play Bloodborne. that's not a me question. I saw that and I was <laughs> like, that is not a me question. Yeah, just take your time with it. Look up stuff if you want it. Like, I played a good chunk of it. it, it whatever. It is what it is. Black Wyver asks, I only recently started listening to you guys November 2022. Thanks to Nagachaka. Thank you, Nagachaka. Promoting Carpool Gaming on Twitter. Love the podcast. Always such a chill ride with you all. Question for the show. What do you guys think the next Blue Point game is going to be? Court, what are we getting Metal next Gear out of Blue Solid. Point? Yeah? You think that's what it is? Yeah. Do you think it's a remake or do you think it's a new Metal Gear? A remake from the ground up. See, I don't know, dude. We've got we've gotten that stuff about like new IP or new or something new that they're working on. I kind of think that they might be working on a new Metal Gear, like like a reboot. We'll see. I really think it's um Blue Point does one thing very very well. Mm-hmm. And that's taking something and making it better than the original. And I think they can take a game like Metal Gear Solid and make it, oh, my God, people are like, I didn't know. Like, like remember, look how old that game is. That game released, what, on the NES? Oh, you mean like the OG OG, I'm not even like about, Metal Gear Solid. I'm talking, You're talking Metal Gear. Metal, well, yeah, so, yeah, Metal Gear Solid was PlayStation 1, right? Yeah. Yeah, the NES. So, yes, no, sorry, Metal Gear Solid from PlayStation 1. Having that game is like I, whenever, whenever we're doing remakes and we're doing all these type of things, I have no problem with, especially after what we just got with The Last of Us, where a 10-year-old game, I couldn't believe what they could do with it. But if mm-hmm. you can take a game from the PlayStation 1 generation, and I wish they would do it with Tomb Raider as well, and make it modern, mm-hmm. I, I just think it would sell. The story is so good, and Metal Gear deserves to have its time in the light again. And yep. if you try and redo what Kojima's already done, I think you're setting yourself up to fail if you want to rewrite that story. I don't think that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself. It's easier just to take the story that's already there and make it look pretty. Yeah, I, I do want Metal Gear back. I want classic Metal Gear back in a big way. Uh, and I, I hope that is what Blue Point is working on. Um, and I think there's, there's, an op- there's a potential that it could be. William Outbreak asks, just signed up for PS Plus Extra for the first time ever over the holidays. Excited to catch up on a whole bunch of games, but I know I like with streaming services. It can be daunting to pick from a large list. What would be two, What would be some of the top three games between the two of you you recommend that they start with? So what do you think, where do you think they start on PS Plus? Well, so Gord? it's a tough question because I don't know what he has or has not played. So I'm just going to go off with like he hasn't played some of these huge, I won't say Spider-Man because I'm still, I'm still of the camp of like it's the PS4 version, like why mm-hmm. why why yeah. um ghost of tsushima director's cut guardians of the galaxy um yep. uh, for me i love the division 2 and it's in there so go play it or any of the assassin's creed games um because mm-hmm. i truly think those offer great value because you're going in there and you get tons and tons of entertainment but i would go through in those the playstation plus collection there and there's some 
pretty impressive titles like God of War 2018 and so on and so forth that are in there that I don't think you like Ratchet and Clank is another one. Like you need to go play these games. Yeah, for me, I, I like like Court mentioned, Guardians of the Galaxy is a huge one for me. That game is just has far. It's so much. It's so much better than it has any right to be. I'm gonna toss out a couple indies with Bug Snacks, with Spiritfarer, with Lost Words. Uh, all three incredible, incredible indies. Um, because like you said, mentioned, there's so much good on there. I wanted to shout out some of the smaller ones, and obviously, I can't not bring up Judgment and the Yakuza series. So start with Yakuza Zero or start with Yakuza Seven. Either one, play Yakuza. Um, I can't see. Ah says, question for the show. With the recent success of the Series S uh, and the trend of tiered hardware, do you think Sony should consider a more budget-friendly PlayStation offering if there's a mid-gen refresh? Note, this isn't meant to spark console wars. I just like to give thought-provoking questions. Do you think we should be getting a mid-tier PS5 court? Yes. I am am an Apple um, person. I am a huge of if you can get us these little iterations. But... I only wanted if the developers are willing to support it because I felt with the PS4 Pro that first party did their upgrades, but not many games actually did it. It's not like, I hate to say this on Xbox when they do the glow ups, these look better. So if PlayStation's not willing to give us the actual better version of this game, then what's the point? If the if the hardware behind it doesn't have that unlock and let it do it, then we're just wasting our money. But I do like them. I think they're cool. Well, I think I can't say he's asking, should we get like a PlayStation, like a PS5 Series S, like a lower version that's more cheaper and more Oh, we are getting that, though. Friendly. I thought that's what we're getting. Like, sorry, I, I I guess I misunderstood the question, but I believe we are getting a new version of the PlayStation 5 with a detachable hard drive that is going to be cheaper. See, like, that's what I, I, that's what I'm kind of hoping because what I don't want for them is to do what the Series S does. The Series S works because of Game Pass and because of the willingness that they're willing to kind of trade games back and forth on that front. For a PlayStation, like for a PS5, quote unquote, Series S, I don't want them to give up the, the whole, you know, the whole thing has always been, look how fast the console is, look at how good it looks, look at how the speed of it. I don't want them to start taking away things that could you know kind of like like court mentioned jeopardize the 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 view for what these for the what the first party want developers want the games to be so as long as they like i think what court mentioned like you know the detachable hard drive i think if they start playing with what's in there that isn't going to affect performance as a whole i think we could see something along those lines because i do think a more budget-friendly option is always a good thing Uh, i'm just curious to see how it would work given the way that they've positioned the ps5 do I think that they're going to do this with the PS6? Yes. I think the PS6 is going to be a slam for having the Series S the like you know side of it and then the the, the kind of more pro side. Um, but I don't know if they're going to go that far into it with the PS5 outside of, like Court mentioned, possibly a, a units with pieces missing that you can kind of add on. Um, I think that's all of the major questions Look from at us. the Discord. That's, but that's... we have to end up with question of the week, because we got some great answers from the community last week where we asked, should multiplayer trophies be part of a platinum? And we got some fantastic responses that I'll read out. Awesome Dave 1137 says, hell no. Multiplayer trophies are a plague upon the beautiful art of trophy hunting. The Muffin Mon says, maybe hot take, but yes, if a game has multiplayer, then it is a part of the game and the overall experience. The platinum should reflect that. Bland Explosion from the RPG Cave says, depends game to game. If the game is multiplayer only or multiplayer heavy, then yeah, it should. If the multiplayer is an afterthought or an extra mode to a single player focused game, then it should not. 
Nagachaka says, depends on the game. If the multiplayer aspect is a crucial experience for the game, then yes. For example, Factions from The Last of Us was an incredible experience, and I can see why it was part of the PS3, PS3 Platinum Trophy. If the multiplayer portion is half-baked, then no, it shouldn't be a part of it. Looking at you, Arkham Origins Platinum Trophy. Drellish says, having wonderful Vita and PS3 games in my library which have multiplayer trophies, I would categorically say no if the, if the trophy is mandatory for the Platinum. There are beautiful games on dead or switched off servers where the Platinum is no longer possible. Yes, let multiplayers have trophies, but do not make them compulsory for achieving the plat Platinum. Savoy Prime says, in my opinion, definitely not. I'm mostly a single player game a single-player-only gamer. Only multiplayer stuff I play is co-op multiplayer games. Would like to keep multiplayer and single-player completely separate. Tim Pollan says, in story-driven games, no, get that crap out of here. In multiplayer games such as Fall Guys, fine, that's the point of playing. John32 says, don't make me be social in video games. I don't want it. Uh, Gamergram says, personal, I hate multiplayer-related trophies, especially those horrible Assassin's Creed ones from back in the day. And to round out, Mr. Sean Capri, who is that? says, my most more memorable, quote-unquote, hated multiplayer trophy was on Resistance for Vita, which also happened to have one of those online passes that came with the game when you bought it new to discourage reselling. Well, I got mine used, so I couldn't play it online. I got every trophy except that one until the game was offered on PS Plus many years later, which included multiplayer, and I went back for the Platinum. What a journey. Court, should multiplayer trophies be part of a Platinum? For me, no, and I really think it's because servers can be turned off. So I mm -hmm. think that they should just be treated like when you get DLC for a game, it gets added onto the game. So right off the bat, that multiplayer should be the DLC, unless, as Brand Explosion was explaining, if the game is multiplayer only, then obviously. Yep. But if there is a story component to the game, then the trophy for multiplayers should be separate just because servers can be turned off, especially if it's a story-driven game. I think... In the PlayStation community, it's um, achievements are huge in the Xbox community, but it's not the same as getting a platinum. They don't have yep. that same aura or anything that's equivalent to it. So yep. to take away platinums based on servers being shut down, I don't think it's fair. There's a, people haven't said it, but a very good example is one of the Lego, the early Lego Star Wars games. There was a you couldn't get the platinum unless the very first one. I think it was Lego Star Wars two. I can't remember or the complete saga. You had to get the to get the platinum on that on the PlayStation Three. You actually had to play with somebody else just once. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't do that anymore. There is no servers, so now yeah. you can't get the platinum to that game. I think that's that sucks. I'm with you. I think that sucks as well. Like I like you like everybody's already mentioned. If the game already has a heavy multiplayer component that's integral to the experience, then obviously those trophies need to exist there. But if you have a dedicated single player story. There's nothing wrong with multiplayer trophies. No. Make them make that a secondary trophy list. You don't have to keep that as part of the tr uh, platinum. I don't mind simple ones like oh, try multiplayer or like something very similar. But again, then there's an eventual timeline on when you'll be able to complete that. And again, unless they remove that trophy from the platinum later on, again, that's just more work that's needed than than is necessary. So I think depending on the game, it makes sense. But on 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 a general, I'd say probably not. It yeah, just, like I even disagree with Nagachaka on The Last of Us. Like, I don't think the multiplayer component should have been part of the trophy list. Because, mm -hmm. once again, what happens if someone went back to play that game now? You can't get the Platinum? Really? Yeah. Like, they even realized the Platinum for that game, The Last of Us Part 1, was hard. Even the, the original remake was hard. And mm -hmm. so then when they brought out the newest Last of Us Part 1, the, the trophy, the Platinum was just play the game and have fun with it. And I, I have come from that school of 
playing the game should be have fun with it. I I have no problem in open world games going back and getting these cute ones of these Easter eggs, like do this mm-hmm. to get the platinum. Lego Star Wars, I think, was like the inventor of it. Like, you know, kill Darth Vader, kill Luke with Darth Vader and like you, you know, I yeah, am yeah. your father trophy pops. Like, I love that kind of stuff, <laughs> but I am not a big fan of making me play the game differently. Um, I can't I was just playing Mafia and one of the quests you had to finish it differently you they tell you what to go do and if you didn't do that part like you can go do that and that you'll pop it you'll pop a trophy but you also had to do it a different way to pop another mm-hmm. trophy and i'm not a big fan of that i wish it was just okay tell the story that you're going to tell and i'll go get the trophies that way if if you're going to do that kind of thing let me go back and chapter select Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think that's the major caveat. As long as there's chapter select or some sort of safe states that you can use easily to do those kinds of things, then okay, whatever. But yeah, I'm with you, dude. But for our question of the week this week, let us know on the Discord. Let us know in the comments. What PlayStation game are you most excited for in the year 2023? Whether that's announced or unannounced, let us know what you are excited for on PlayStation 2023. That is the question of the week, and we will read out those submissions next week. Court, before we get going, we have to do one last thing, and that's very much thank our wonderful patrons from over on patreon.com slash carpool gaming because our ultimate producer is Robbie Bobby Miller. Subscribe to Robbie Bobby's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. Trucker Sloth, Tony Baker from Quest 4 Pixels. Please subscribe to youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the new album from PME is called Video Game Boy and is available on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. And of course, our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern, and our gold members, Anna, Cecily Carosa, Dallas Robbins, Drillesh, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, and Marcus O'Neill. Thank you all very, very much. We appreciate all of your support each and every week. This week was stacked. We had so many awesome questions, and thank you. That's one of the reasons we do the show is to connect with you guys and have wonderful conversations. We appreciate you all very, very much. Court, if people wanted to see and hear more from you, where could they do so? You can find me on Twitter at Court Lalonde, and I'll see you next week. There you go. And you can find me at Twitter at Matt Sawinski. Come hang out. We appreciate all of you, and we'll see you next week. Peace.